Hello and welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Minx. And I am happy to say I love this episode. Uh, this is season one, episode five, Relaying News of a Wayward Snake, written by Annabelle Oaks and directed by Max Winkler. I really enjoyed how the story tied in how we saw other characters beginning to get some agency and some voice i really just loved how this whole entire scenario came together it was just very concise so i gave it a 9.8 out of 10. this is what i hope to continue to see going through the rest of the season because now that i'm at five and i've enjoyed five i'm going to finish the next five and then we will uh, update with our newly chosen show that I have put out there on a poll on Twitter. I think it's still one more day when this drops to to vote for Barry. Uh, what was the other one? Peaky Blinders, more movies, or I can't even remember what the other choice was. But yes, there's a poll out there. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, at your iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review, but you'll also find my social media there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe if you want to send feedback for this show or any of the other shows that I do, blackercouch at gmail.com. We start this episode with Vince and his wife and two children. <laughs> Who was eating that black dick chocolate candy? <laughs> I could not stop laughing because you know some badass little kids. Of course, we'll find that. Why did you think putting that in the bushes was not going to come back to bite you? He put the magazines under his freaking mattress where they hid that, those, that whole entire basket somewhere to be looked at later. Uh, but the, the idea of these little kids running around eating chocolate dicks. <laughs> as hell but we see a way in which she gets her way with her husband oh it's hot in here it's getting hot in here so take off all your clothes at dinner she was given a list of demands i need a new piano i'm gonna do this that and the other thing and they cannot afford to do all of that due to money issues and she keeps reiterating to him that there's no one that is better at handling our money than me and thus uh this doesn't while this doesn't at the time enact any type of change it does set up the next scene where she hops in the bed like uh yeah you can't resist this you want this And if you want this, you're going to give me that damn piano. (laughs) They open the preview of the new Minx magazine to get them in the mood. However, they see a ad about the pill. And this is an issue because 
Vince and his wife are a part of the mob. Take it easy. And also Catholic, but being part of the mob definitely adds more of a threat than the Catholic aspect of it all. Uh, Louis calls Doug to let him know. Doug shares the news with uh with Joyce who doesn't who didn't of course know that they were in the mob he's like look technically the trucks that deliver our merchandise <laughs> is owned by companies that are owned by the mob so while we are some degrees away <laughs> technically we're in business with the mob and he finds a simple solution we'll just staple over the magazine doug gets all of the workers to to work on this project which a lot have an issue with because it's taking time away from their own endeavors they're not even being paid overtime they don't even know when they're going to be able to get back to their own endeavors this causes a little bit of a civil rivalry between all of the artists and that's understandable particularly when one project gets more attention than the other project so you think that the boss is and he is kind of doing so prioritizing one investment over the other based on what he can get in return for his investment you can feel salty about that but (laughs) don't expect him not to be a businessman uh then of course Joyce can't not be a problem but I will say she was a lot more muted in this episode and seemed more receptive and didn't need to be so handheld and uh in learning the quote-unquote lesson of the week so to speak in her development she kind of figured that part out on her own which I enjoyed even though she did have a one scene where I was like oh Joyce but she did take the fact that she was working for the mob in stride she didn't like throw up her arms threaten to quit i'm glad we didn't have any of that melodrama and he tells her you're gonna go to you're gonna help with all of this she decides she tries to tell people who what they're gonna do but clearly she doesn't know her staff she's also planning a new cover shoot for david the statue of david and he's absolutely right men back in the day they love tiny penises the tinier the better (laughs) which is why you see the little cherubs with little tiny dicks yeah big dicks were were not in until that was a modern thing brought in by porn (laughs) always a thing in the black community though just naturally blessed but that david was also very naturally blessed it's like good god is that resting (laughs) Woo! Uh, i was like shelly and shelly was back i was so happy to see shelly again so joyce decides to go in the back with the workers because he had given them some magazines some dirty magazines you can see the respect too here a woman comes in despite her being in the business that she's in they immediately decide to to fold the magazines and 
they were being gentlemen and you could see that and she's trying to make them feel i like this part of her like no i haven't seen any there's nothing i haven't seen you know before hey i even consulted in this one it's upside down so she's trying to show that she's past this prudish side of her herself and (laughs) even though he still calls her prigger that is the best nickname ever she is trying to get some coffee and she hears about the work conditions that the workers have been in including one guy with a bad lung and so she tells him hey under the constitution or the law you have rights and thus this this begins a strike so to speak (laughs) or a demand for said rights under said law and that pisses off the mob and they would like they pull her magazine not would like they pull the complete shipping of magazines will not ship it out doug is devastated by this news and says that he and joyce are gonna have to go to the mob and they're gonna have to have a conversation she's gonna have to apologize and he's gonna have to get them back on board and working together they're gonna go to a party they don't realize it's a birthday party which is why they bought a basket of naughty things because they thought little Vito was like a nickname for a mobster and not the name of his son before they get there though uh tina has concerns because she as she's putting the basket together because she says doug is horrible at it sending the problem of the problem may not solve the problem (laughs) which is very very wise and he says well there's no other solution for it but previous he had said something like are you concerned about me like what's going on what's going on between them two because it seems like he be giving he gave her a long ass look before he was like what's this about are you concerned about me the way he was looking at her i'm like whoa when did this come from where did this come from is this a thing (laughs) i wasn't thinking about it as a thing until this episode because it felt like the way in which he was all appreciative of her at the end and the way she responded that was the first time i was like oh is this a ship he asked her about a suit and she said that it's perfect those shoes oh that'll go perfect with uh a with cement shoes something to that effect uh, but she i think is worried about him and doesn't want to acknowledge because she doesn't answer the question she just goes with or maybe that was her concern like she's about to fuck this up but i haven't or we haven't really seen much interaction between tina and joyce and i would expect a little bit more since she, he does refer to her as his co-partner and it's their business I feel like though she's hiding something because when he said unless you know some other rival gangster that can help us she had this look on her face and now I need to know all of her story 
because I feel like I'm not getting it and I need to know more. <laughs> She's become the 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 femme fatale of the whole situation. It's, that's not the right word, but you know where I'm going with. The other people that are concerned with Joyce and Doug leaving is is a uh, Shelly <laughs> Shelly and Bambi as well as Richie who are doing the David photo shoot I'm laughing because I'm just remembering the scene where <laughs> Tina goes into the kitchen and opens it up and it's a snake that was the first warning and that's I skipped that whole scene and then you had Joyce over there being like uh as an independent woman I shouldn't be scared of snakes and I should handle the situation by need not needing to call a man shut up Meg they apparently had booked a snake but that's not the snake that they booked when Richie comes in to announce twice then Bammy just picks it up and it's like oh you're so cute let's go outside and find you some mice to eat oh that's nasty oh they're so nasty Joyce leaves them with very vague directions of what she wants. But I think that Richie's just still insecure as a photographer. But he does find himself by the end of the episode, which we'll just get to now after <laughs> after the group, which is the other ones that are really tired of helping the Minx magazine come to Tina with a list of demands. She tells them that, uh, well, you see that he's well, they're told that they went over because he can't find the right shot they can't right, find the right inspiration and then they realize that just will find inspiration we just need to give her a good picture <laughs> and while homeboy has a cramp he starts to stretch and this is the inspiration that richie needs and he's able to get or begin to get good photos before they're bum rushed by the people who do want their set and no one is listening to tina when she says stop so she takes a a slingshot and knocks out one of the lights they also had a list of demands it was like we want 40 percent increase of our salary we also want new lenses or for our budget not salary but she tells them look minx you are ridiculously over on your time however other people you just can't bum rush just because you're mad (laughs) that's not professional whatsoever she tells Minx she got 10 minutes and she says look i'm gonna get the i'm gonna get the the changes that's needed to put more guidelines in place for work ethic and i'll get them approved through doug this is the second time that guy's like doug's out of his mind and i'm like what do you mean he's out of his mind she says look he took a chance on every single last person in this room and if you don't like what's going on there's the fucking door get the fuck out my house i appreciate they were chastised because i did feel they needed to be i thought when she put her head out and she saw they were still in there she was gonna go in and say look i know that you're still trying to find inspiration but other people are working here i'm gonna give you 10 more minutes but that's it and that would have avoided this situation (laughs) i feel like so that is a little bit of a miss on her part because it wouldn't have escalated if you would have actually taken some action 
and i was rather surprised that she took it took so long for her to do so even though she did get the benefit of being escorted down from where she climbed up by the very well-hung david he's like oh hello i love when shelly was like he's just gonna leave that so she could get a closer peek of his ass (laughs) she is so me moving over to the doug and joy situation when they're in the car he's asking her to practice she has so much attitude like i don't know why we're doing this and he's like bitch i don't think you understand the fucking severity of the circumstances that you find yourself in as always and uh was like i don't know she said something that was annoying i can't even remember but then they get there they realize it's a child's birthday party they tell her she's gonna go in the kitchen with the women and she thinks she's too good for that and i understand as a businesswoman you think you're there for business but clearly you're not in an office (laughs) you're here as a last ditch effort to salvage your magazine that you have invested in if you have to kiss a little ass that is part of the process that is some things people don't understand and have the emotional maturity they think that you just get there and you're just supposed to be granted your marriage you 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 act like the political game still ain't the political game just because you're black and there now you know you want to you think that you don't still need to kiss somebody's ass or still play chess with everybody you you have still have to do that you still those are still part and parcel of what everyone else is doing so it takes a minute for her to realize that she needs to take her ass to the kitchen and then when she gets in there she thinks she's about to start preaching to these women and i love that they were handling the fuck out of her stir the gravy which is sauce they call gravy i like the authenticity right there uh then she gotta hold the baby because <laughs> i don't think she has so much of an appreciation for women when it comes to this side of womanhood she has so much more respect for the ones that are, are out there um lambasting the same ideas as her but i don't she doesn't have the experience so she doesn't she's missing a lot of the the street talks of what she is what her brain is saying (laughs) which is why i loved her seeing that no you you look down on these women a little bit and you are judgy but see how they multitask see how they what they're you know the men go in here we go in here but we still have a community that we lean on we still you know there's been a part of women not having rights in society for a very 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 long time longer than women having rights so of course there's that society that you know has learned to move within that and then you have you know more of the the what do you want to call them (laughs) militant feminists that are just like we want it we want it now and i get that part of it but the disparagement to women that aren't as militant as them i think is where the message gets convoluted so i like that she went into their world and then she kind of adapted because she has all this nervous fucking energy and here's a place where she can be heard 
a place where people will hear you you keep on talking to the men that are the problem like they're just gonna one day up into daisy <laughs> listen to you and say you're right i'm gonna change my whole entire viewpoint that's not that's no that unfortunately change as i've always said comes in increments not in miles and then she sees this play out as she is uh, starting to grow accustomed to being around these women she starts to you know she sees she starts to learn a little bit uh that they have their own values and their own issues and their own culture so to speak and she uh she just can't march in there on her high horse <laughs> thinking that's the way that you're even going to get someone to listen to you even if they don't agree with you and you have to accept that even if they listen they can walk away understanding but still disagreeing that's okay and she watches the one wife be like yeah 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 i want this uh dishwasher but you know so and so is gonna get it for her husband it's been discussed they didn't even like they're already having each other's back about the thing that they want and he's like okay we'll go get it tomorrow just like that she was able to use her her influence her power playing to their ego the way a lot of women have had to manage their positions of power with men by making them believe that they are the ones in charge and that is going back to the whole idea of you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar as you can accomplish what you want to accomplish it's just a different a different way a different method that is no is no less legit or no less uh, influential than what she's preaching and at the end of it she you know she took care of the dishes and she's like yeah i'm glad I actually i'm keeping busy and they you know they they like they want to like her you know you're all stuck up you come in here with your lip up you think you're a man when you're a woman <laughs> you act like we don't have these ideas or the same thoughts and whatever the case may be you know that you made a different choice but we also made a choice and we shouldn't be um somehow made less than because of the choice that we make and she ends up saying you know my boss doesn't respect me and they know what it's like to be a woman with it you know it is a man's world so to, to to think that they don't get it that's not the issue here and she points out look i'm a good catholic i don't need to read the article because this goes against my religion at face value and then you have joy saying i understand but it would make me feel better if i could just at least tell you and you don't have to say that you want you don't have to do it but understand my perspective and then at the end they're able to come to that compromise because they both were able to help each other doug on one hand with her husband and she on the other hand with him both get their own agency so i thought that was really nice the scene with doug man that shit that was uh that was great that was really great 
first he's trying to talk he's trying to pitch to him vince is cutting him off you know uh he tells him you don't talk until after the post game it's like okay i respect you a lot and he really does he's he's kind of like i'm a businessman you're a businessman you're someone i do respect and you're kind of disrespecting me but you're pissed off got it got it but i'm also kind of scared (laughs) but then there becomes the talk of black people and there's some racial slurs thrown out there particularly about how they steal when things go missing it must be and you have doug who's very bothered by it first he you know they make these jokes about black people and then he comes back well you know what they say about sicilians you know if you're gonna talk stereotype that we all have stereotypes that we you know would take a front to so why would you then you know try to propagate a myth (laughs) if uh you yourself would be offended hearing that so i love that first part of it then he says you know back in the day before jackie robinson you know they had the negro league and then they had us and why they gotta keep it why we gotta be together and then it comes back to this really great message where you know he's listening to him and uh, he says look i I, you know i I get what you're saying you know but uh i work with a black woman hey i'm a successful businessman as well and when there was a recent theft she is the one that that was able to discover it and then it was like did her brother steal it you son of a bitch you piece of shit you fucking goddamn fucker listen fuckhead you have fucking crossed the line. No, he says the point is, and he kind of like when he puts that little bass in his voice, <laughs> especially when it's talking about my calls. But he says the point is, but not even just talking about black people, though. He was just he was hitting the home on all of the things. Like if someone's going to steal from you, it's not going to be the person in my experience is the one that you just hired off the street that you don't know it's usually the ones closest to you the ones who know your business the ones that are intimate like your family and everyone gets really fucking silent when he says this because he was like that's just common fucking you know say fucking but he was gonna say sense basically like if someone is stealing from you then clearly it's someone that you're close to versus someone that you are trying to accuse of like the people that work for you you know uh and you're trying to use that as a justification of how you treat those people and then vince uh, has this look on his face though that doesn't say i'm pissed off but it does seem like he's thinking about what he's saying but of course doug thinks he's about to be whacked because he's pulled into a meeting a one-on-one with vince in his office and at first he tries to interrupt him and then he's like i'm so sorry i don't know your guys he's like they're not my guys they're my family they're my cousins and every single last one of them is a piece of shit so he tells him sometimes it takes someone from the outside having the balls to come into my house and tell me what i need to hear and i gotta respect that because i know what is the problem i know they're stealing from me and i'm just allowing it to happen i found myself stuck not knowing how to confront the problem because they're family 
and he's like i want to i want what you and he said the colored broad but he's still him <laughs> you can't change a dog overnight he's like look i want to have the type of relationship you have because you know i want to have someone that if someone's stealing from me you know my person got it like they come to me they're like look this is happening and they figure out not only hey this is happening this is who and he's like how do you get that and he's like look i, I pick people that i trust but also i pick people that are right for the job whether they're black white asian chinese left egg cross-legged whatever whatever he said whatever i just said but you you have to trust the people i mean you have to pick the people that are right for the job and not just nepotism nepotism that is how you get fucked up in life trying to pick people who are not qualified because you want to keep it all in the family that's failed on many occasions ask the the remaining monarchs uh so he uh he tests he he asks him like vince who's the person you trust most with your money and we know the answer to that question because it was introduced to the beginning of the episode so lovely tie-in there uh he does give him back his magazine uh his delivery but no minx minx is off the table because of the the birth control thing because his wife is upset about that however joyce handled that part but she and i could get i understand the frustration and the man is always talking every time you're trying to talk they talk over you yes that is a part that he can work on <laughs> but it is joyce <laughs> and she always be talking over people so i don't know if you could really blame i don't know i don't know if you could really uh, when she said he don't respect me i'm like well, um i don't know if that's the case that you could really present but i'm gonna go with it this episode <laughs> but she realizes that i don't need to take credit you know i don't need to always be acknowledged i need to also learn the art of of uh humility right i got my way i know that minx is gonna be put back on i got my victory i don't need to push it and run it in your face you know i can make you believe that you got it's a it's enough that i know and i think that that was the best lesson that joyce could have learned when he tells her hey it's back on the shelf she's like yeah you did a great job boss you're the boss and she walks out and he realizes holy shit i've been played (laughs) like you knew that the whole entire time but that's that's the way to teach someone right you don't need to be so brash out there to teach someone a lesson sometimes subtly works and then he goes to uh tina's desk who he asks if anything went on she's like no it was uneventful and he's like look i just want you to know that i appreciate you and i'm sorry if i don't tell you enough but everything that you do here i i I appreciate it and then she gave him them looks and then he had a phone call and i was like "Uh uh-huh you so fucking precious when you smile Uh, yeah hey from the back and drive you wild and that will conclude our episode except i wanted to mention the music in this episode oh my god the music in this episode was so so good 
loved it all the songs I'm about to go find them because <laughs> i was like oh i ain't heard that i ain't heard that uh love the music so if you want to send feedback for our next episode like your couch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>